Welcome back, everyone. This is the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. I am, of course, Marcus, and uh, I can't remember what episode we're on. Um, and I haven't done one for a while again because life, life gets in the way. Um, but today I want to talk about depression. Um, depression, and I'm singing it because it's quite a depressing word, isn't it? Depression. Um, and it can be very depressing to go through it. Uh, it's, it's actually fucking horrible. It's, uh, it's one of those things that you really, uh, you're really stuck in when you're there. Um, it's really quite debilitating. Um, it affects everything. It affects absolutely every aspect of your life. So, it's quite difficult for people without depression and without the symptoms of depression to understand uh, what it is like to go through it. Um, you know, because obviously, when people who haven't got or suffered with depression are standing on the sidelines of um, someone with depression, they can see all the all the things that they need to do uh, practically to you know, sort their life out or get out of it or, um, you know. But when you are depressed and when you have depression, it is so fucking hard to function. It's so hard to see the wood for the trees. It's so hard to take someone's advice or suggestions to try and claw yourself out of the hole. Um, because depression is such a... I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a mental kind of symptom of uh, things that have happened in your life, and um, you know the way that you actually perceive information, the way you read the world. Um, but it's so it can be so physical as well. Um, it makes you feel so low and so heavy. And I've always said it's kind of like you've got a big black heavy coat on and you can't take it off you know you're under there the, the the person you want to be is under there but this heavy coat is just sluggish and holding you down and you know and you hear all these people like friends and family and people with you know good intentions that want to help you and want to kind of get you out of the hole but it it kind of falls by the wayside it, it, it almost doesn't it doesn't touch the sides, really, um, because you don't believe their advice, because you're living the depression. You are that really depressive down kind of spiral, downward spiral. You're living that, and it's hard to kind of look at someone else, um, someone else's life on Instagram, for example, um, and motivational speakers and people like that. It's so hard because all it'll do is you'll see someone else having a quote-unquote better life um, with prettier friends and prettier relationships and all that kind of stuff. And then instantly you just reflect that back on yourself and you think, oh, my life's shit. Uh, I've got depression. I can't fucking do anything. I look like shit. I'm not as pretty as those people. Um, and it just keeps on going and going and going and going and going. So someone with depression cannot just snap out of it they cannot just cheer up you know it's difficult for the people around 
who were saying these things to understand, you know, and most of the time they're saying with the best intention, I, you know, I, I want you to be happy. They want you to be happy. But without them knowing what you're going through as a depressed person, it's super hard for them to understand because they just see that you're, you know, they'll, they'll probably uh, articulate it like you're lazy, uh, you drink too much, you don't go to sleep, um, you don't exercise, all this kind of stuff. And these are things that are obvious. Even to a depressed person, they are obvious things that they need to do at some point to get out of this hole. It's not going to be the be-all and end-all answer to get rid of depression. These things are going to help someone. You know, let's say um, you've got uh, a friend that, you know, is a fitness buff and they like, oh, being in the gym really helps me and it really kind of motivates me and it stops me feeling down and, you know, they probably go every day, which again is kind of, if you're, you know, if you don't go to the gym every day, that's unrealistic. That's, that's so far away from, you know, you going to the gym every day is so far away from where you are. So I think anything like this, anything to bring you out of the hole, anything to start kind of giving yourself a little bit more space and a little bit more uh, perspective is you have to just take it day by day and step by step. You know, you obviously, I, I highly recommend people writing down goals, um, things that like, let's say values and things that they want to be and who they want to be and what they want to achieve. I highly recommend people writing that stuff down because then it gives you um, a sight of what you want to build but you can't build the whole building without the little building blocks, you know. And those little building blocks are just day by day, little kind of incremental progress. Sometimes you'll take one step forward and six steps back, you know. Um, that's life. That's what happens. But just giving yourself that little bit of room for a little bit of progress will start to alleviate your depressive symptoms. Um, depression is a symptom as well. It's a symptom of everything that's happened to you. Everything that's ever, every piece of information that's ever gone into your head um, that have kind of all clustered over time. And then, you know, obviously if you're thinking shit things constantly or shit things about yourself or people have told you shit things about you and you believe them, over time the chemicals in your brain are going to change and that's the way it is you know, so the first kind of part of getting out of this depressive state is just that acceptance that, oh, fuck, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore, you know, it's, it's a fucking fine line, it's a fucking fine line, because there's people that are quote-unquote not depressed, that feel very fucking similar to people that are depressed, but the people that don't see themselves as depressed don't necessarily believe every single word they say or every uh, every thought they have in their head. Whereas a depressed person, like me, I'm a depressed person in recovery, um, we would tend to believe everything that we thought. So first point is kind of 
getting that acceptance. Okay, I've got these thoughts. I am depressed. And I want to do something about it. Or I don't want to do something about it. Like, you've got you've to be at that point. If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. You know, there was, a, there was a part for me with my depression... And it's really weird, um, and it's really weird to say it because it's almost like, you know, I'm not taking anyone's pain away here. But I, I mean, I was I was in pain, emotional pain. It was, you know, it was fucking horrible. It was really, really bad and debilitating. But there was a part of me inside there that kind of knew, unconsciously, knew and felt good about the depression. It almost felt comforting. It almost felt like when I cried, it validated the feeling of depression. And being depressed validated all of the stories that I'd told myself and experienced in my life. You know, it was almost a validation and that almost felt good. So it kept going and it kept perpetually feeding itself but you get to a point where you accept okay I am a depressed person I don't want to be you know there's an ego inside us that kind of wants us to be wants us to keep feeding that and feeding that and being the victim and you know but I don't want to be I don't want to be I want to change my life I want to be a better person even me sitting here recording my voice on a podcast talking about depression is a million miles away from where I was. I would have never have thought of doing this because this is so exposing. This is so, you know. But you, you've got to get to that point where it, the depression is, the pain's too, too much to stay there. You know, and like I say, it's a fine line between people that haven't got depression, or quote-unquote haven't, people that have depression, quote-unquote have, (laughs) and also people with suicidal ideology and all of the whole spectrum. It's such a fine line. And it's in those crucial little moments that you have with yourself where those thoughts come in, and that's it's at that point where you decide because of who you are or the way you're built or the values you hold or the lack of self-esteem or the the huge confidence that you've got in yourself, it's at that point where your life is kind of dictated. So it doesn't mean that um, someone who hasn't quote-unquote got depression um, doesn't have the same feelings and thoughts and, um, <coughs> you know, it's just the way that they handle it. It's just the way that their map of the world, the way they perceive the world, um, it's just the way that they process that. Um, and, you know, as a depressed person, you process it a lot differently. Um, you know, and it, it usually kind of ends up in, like, self-sabotage and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just that kind of acceptance is just key. Like, I am the same as a, another human. However, 
I have these symptoms of my entire life. You know, we are kind of all unique. Um, we're not broken. We're not, there's nothing wrong with us. There's just um, unhelpful behaviours and patterns that can lead to, you know, things in this modern day society like the the things that kind of, um, you know, like porn or drink or drugs or toxic relationships or, you know, there's so much stuff out there to try to hide your pain um, that you will get lost in it, you know, modern day society and with advertising and all of this stuff, the news, I mean, there's so much shit out there. You know, no wonder there's an epidemic of sorts with people's mental health because there's so much information that we really have not evolved quick enough for. Um, you know, like we're at a point now where we've got to work on ourselves as this perfectly evolved uh, species. We've got to work on ourselves to actually you know, kind of soften the blow of all this n- external noise and expectations and, you know, you need to you need to be married before you're 30, you need kids before you're 30, you need to have a car and a house and pay your bills and blah, blah, blah. It's so much pressure. It's so much pressure on our natural um, kind of nervous system, really. So much pressure. And when we don't meet these expectations and needs can kick us into such a spiral of self-doubt and just basically kicking ourselves because we're not that perfect Instagram picture or we're not that um, perfect business person with a load of money or, you know. And I know we all know this kind of stuff, but, like, that's one extreme. Like, the perfect is one extreme. But we even kick ourselves at kind of the mid-range like you look at another dad or another mum, another parent that may have brought a child something and you feel inferior, you know. So then you've got to work a little bit harder to make sure that you can buy that thing. You know, it works on all of the levels and we we damage ourselves on all of these levels. It's good to compare to a certain degree, you know. It's good to compare yourself to the way you were yesterday so you can kind of, you know, get a good gauge of where you're going and how much progress you've made and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this this kind of, this modern day society is just, quite frankly, fucked. It's fucked us. <laughs> you know, we've been put through an educational system that... Uh, we need to tick boxes, you know, if you've got ADHD or if, you've, uh, if you're autistic or whatever and you don't tick these boxes, you kind of, you know, even it's only m- like modern day where people are starting to recognise these, these conditions. Um, but back in the day when I was a kid, you know, um, I'm only 36 now, so it wasn't a million miles away. Um, but back in the day when I was a kid, it was, you were a naughty child. You know, you were naughty because you didn't follow this rule or that rule. And from day one, it's almost like life is a hard um, hard glove to fit into. I'm trying to think of something better <laughs> to visualise there. But, like, 
it doesn't fit perfectly. It do, it's not a one-size-fits-all. And that's where our self-doubt and kicking ourselves comes from because, you know, it might be okay for the Joneses or whoever, um, you know, but for someone that's maybe emotional or creative or just someone that's quote-unquote on the spectrum of some sort of mental health disorder, quote-unquote, in this modern-day society, you know, it's a it's a tough world to live in. It really is because everything feels like it doesn't fit. Every person that is doing the quote-unquote real um, normal thing doesn't fit, doesn't align with us, you know, and that's kind of, it's just really damaging. I mean, it's quite, it's good to realise that. It's really good to realise that, but the the actual world and the system and the society we live in is damaging our mental health and getting accelerated by social media. You know, how many times have you looked at a WhatsApp message and seen that the little two blue ticks and seen someone has read it and they haven't responded? You know, that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. And it's the same with Instagram. Someone's viewed your story and um, hasn't messaged you. And that triggers something. It's just like all of these things trigger us. We have ancient triggers inside of us. Ancient that have evolved from chimps, (laughs) you know. And we are in this modern day era with these little devices that we hold that are triggering these ancient, um, ancient feelings and ancient triggers that were there to make us survive and help us survive and help us not get be eaten or attacked or, you know. And we are trying then to go, okay, everyone be happy, everyone be perfect, everyone, you know, just get on with each other. Like, I mean, the the invention of the internet has been amazing, but it's also a massive curse, you know. It's like everyone in the world now knows each other's business, and everyone in the world is just like like put onto Twitter or put onto Facebook or put onto Instagram and just there you go. There's there's a social network. Just go and get on. And no one's gonna. You know, and we're feeling the impact of all of that. And it's it's damaging relationships. You know, twenty years ago you wouldn't have been able to have a million people on a dating app that you can, oh, I don't like their feet or I don't like their eyes, so I'm just going to swipe because I know there's 15 million other people that I can, you know what I mean? It's so, it's so damaging. But I also get the plus points. I also do see that a dating app can be your escape from your um, your shitty village that you live in somewhere that really don't align with you and it's a it's a gateway into a new world where you know you've got people from different cities on there like expressing themselves and you've never been able to align with anyone in that way you know I get all of this anyway I've gone off on a bit of a tangent but what my point is there that you know getting like depression is such a granular 
thing, experience, because it's so tight, it's so wrapped in your head that you do often forget that there are also all these other massive consequences of the world we live in, you know, and all of these other external things that are trying to fit us into a box. You know, if we were, I I don't know, living 10, 20,000 years ago um, in some tribes or, you know, I'd love to know what mental health was seen as then. Because obviously I do believe we still had anxiety. I do believe we still had depression. But I wonder, like, what it looked like then and how it was treated um, from, like, let's say, other tribe members. Was it treated with compassion and kindness? And did they all band together to help that individual? Um, Or was anxiety, like, seen as a strength, you know, because you are, like, on alert. You are, like, and that would have maybe being kind of um, championed in some way. Um, and like I say, like that's just a different mindset, of the, a different way of looking at it. And then in this day and age, you know, depression and anxiety are seen as a weakness, really. Um, even though, like let's say a child with autism could be absolutely super fucking amazing at painting but really shit at maths or the other way around you know but society saying you have autism and you are damaged you know obviously it's getting a little bit easier more palatable for people to understand these different complex um you know spectrums but my point is like 20,000 years ago, someone with autism would have probably been the fucking leader, (laughs) you know, because they are wise, they are superhuman, all of this kind of stuff. But this day and age, it's almost like we just reframe and repackage things that aren't normal, quote-unquote, as abnormal, as um, damaged, you know. So that's another way of looking at it because depression is it's just a spectrum. It's, you know, I've been there a million times. It still tries to climb on my back. It really is debilitating. But all I'm trying to do today is just to show you that there is an alternative story. There is an alternative you, you know, and it feels fucking million miles away. Because when you're in the grip of what you've been in the grip of maybe for days, weeks, months or years or tens of years, when you've been in that grip, it's fucking hard to even fathom that you could possibly be anything other than what you, ha- what you are experiencing. So hopefully what I'm saying to you now, as a person that has suffered with depression and as a person that is recovering from and still has the symptoms of depression, hopefully this could give you a little bit more leeway, a little bit of space 
in your in your head to go hang on this depression isn't me this depression is a symptom it's something it's not me my thoughts and my uh, emotions and this cocktail of everything and the way i think and feel about the world creates this feeling of depression and maybe just maybe there is another way even if it's like like i said earlier like one of those little bricks to build that goal one of those little bricks it could be fucking anything it could be washing one cup out of a pile of washing up it's it's just one little tiny cup but it's a little win and if you look at everything in your life like that then it's more manageable it's it's like chunking it down you've got a massive problem which is someone on instagram that looks fucking amazing and you want their life and you want their money and you want their status and all of that kind of shit and then you look at your home uh, the pile of washing up the depression the friends that you've lost the drinking um, whatever it is that you're kind of using to get you through then that that unattainable image of that instagram fucking person that's sitting on a fucking beach and drinking a fucking cocktail looks so vastly different from your life but if you start to chunk it down okay how did they get there is this true you know that picture and these pictures that they put up and the lovely filters and you know is this true are they fucking happy every day probably not okay so there you go there's your first chunk down they're probably not happy every day they go to the fucking toilet like everyone else they have relationship problems like everyone else they have money issues like everyone else maybe on a bigger scale but they still have money issues chunk it down okay so they are human okay okay i'll get that they are human too but what they're putting out on instagram is just their preferred version of themselves but what really you know what your mind really wants to do is see them um in their pajamas and see them doing normal life things because then that would bring them down a peg in your mind to think oh fuck okay they too are human they too can suffer with depression they too have a fucking screaming child that they can't control they too have uh been divorced or been in a toxic relationship or whatever it is you know you start to chunk it down until you get to that cup in front of you okay i'm gonna fucking wash this cup because i've got a mountain of fucking washing up and this one cup is going to symbolize my my first step on my journey to improve myself and to look after myself because i'm doing this for me and you may think that your fucking life isn't worth living you may think that your self-worth is zero but as soon as you start washing that cup that's for you and it, yeah it's just a fucking cup what does it matter it's just a fucking cup wash the fucking cup (laughs) 
that is your first step. Wash the fucking cup. Because then you might wash the cup and think, fuck me, that was easy. Maybe I'll do two cups. Maybe today or tomorrow I'll do two cups. And then three, you know, and all of a sudden, a week later, your washing up's done. And I know it's such a simple job and people probably listening to this thinking, fuck me, I could do that in half an hour. You know, you could if you had the motivation. But when you're depressed, motivation's fucking not there. You know? So you can do this with everything. Chunk down with everything in your life. Anything can be that cup. Anything can, you know, like... You you need that goal. You need that kind of building. And it, you don't ever have to reach that fucking goal. But you need a picture of who you want to be. You know, and if you want to be anything different to what you are now, you've got to start understanding what it is and just putting one foot in front of the other in that direction Washing that cup is you doing that. Or, you know, even if, like, you want to be someone that's really fit, but you haven't worked out for years, just walk around the block once. You know, just do that on the first day. It doesn't have to, you don't have to buy all the gear. You don't have to have the fucking latest trainers. You don't have to have those skin-tight fucking joggers or jeggings or whatever they are. They're not jeggings, are they? Um, leggings. <laughs> You know, you don't have to have all the gear. Just fucking take a stroll. That's your f- number one first day of being fit. And then by the by the end of the year or whatever, then you can be going to the gym and then you can kind of, you know, it doesn't have to all happen at once. It's like... We need some perspective on all of this. Depression is so closed, so blinkered, so small. And it makes you feel so fucking small and squashed. If you can just start lifting some of that veil and getting some perspective on what it is, what depression is, and where you can kind of start to see some light you know, coming through the cracks and just head in that direction, man. Um, I've said this before as well, but a a good friend of mine said um, that light at the end of the tunnel is you. You are the light. You know, so people are often searching for, like, that light at the end of the tunnel, which might be a partner or, you know, love or whatever it is. They're searching for something. And they go, fuck me, that, there's that thing that can help me, that, that, that can change me and make my life better. But what they don't realise is it, it, it has to come from within. You know, relationships and love can improve our lives, obviously. You know, they are opportunities for us to kind of experience new things and new people and grow. Um, but ultimately, everything has to start with you. You know, and if you've got to build your self worth or self confidence, build that self worth or self confidence. Do it however you can at your own pace, you know, not at society's expectations of what the pace is. 
um, but at your own pace. So I, again, I hope this, uh, because it's coming from someone that has really, really suffered with depression, and just because now I coach people on this kind of stuff, it doesn't mean that I am healed or fucking Superman or, you know, I just understand and I am able to articulate that and help people kind of pick it apart. Um, but it doesn't have to be so dramatic. You know, it doesn't have to be so deep and hurtful and, you know. And there's help out there. You know, there's help out there for each and every one of us. We've just got to learn to even put out a little finger and just say, someone, anyone, you know, whatever it is on a forum, on Reddit, on uh, wherever the help is that you hang about, you know. Even just a, a book is help. That's that's a mentor. That's um, even, again, chunking it down. I can't read a whole fucking book. I can't be asked. Okay, just read a page, man. Read one page a day. <laughs> and you might read two pages a day then, but just don't... Like, you you will get there. You will get there. Because I have. And I see a lot of people, funnily enough, with exactly the same problems as I had, exactly the same symptoms, and... You've got to question everything else that's going on as well. But, like, you know, we can we can blame society all we want. But ultimately, it's up to you. How happy do you want to be? How depressed do you want to be? Would you rather focus on every shit thing that you can see in your life? Or would you rather try and find and be hopeful that there are good things out there too? Um, you know, it's all about that perspective. So I hope everyone listening to this can relate in some way. I know I go off on a tangent sometimes, but uh, it's it's kind of unscripted, so it's the, the way I like to do things. Um, and yeah, just thanks for listening. Everyone that does listen and um, get something from this, just share it with someone that you love or share it with someone you know who's struggling um because it might help them as well but i really appreciate everyone listening um and hopefully you can kind of hear that i am real i am i am human um but i am a coach so if you would like to get in touch with me about one-on-one coaching um you can go to my website um marcus-talks.com and yeah we can take it from there but thanks everyone for listening and i'll speak to you all very soon thank you